Now, Steve McQueen is, um, I could struggle to name a more prominent British film director. Um, he was very, he's, uh, he's born in London, uh, yes, and um, he's 49 years old. He was very well regarded in the visual arts scene before he got into uh, film. He won the Turner, Music, uh, Turner Prize, which is the biggest visual arts prize in British art, a very renowned award. And he was made a CBE before he'd even started making films for services to the visual arts. Um, he actually made Hunger in 2008, an incredible film, really powerful film about hunger striking IRA people in, in prison. And it might have been one of the first... Oh, I can't remember his name now. <laughs> I'm going to look it up because otherwise I just feel so stupid. And Michael Fassbender. First time I remember seeing him in a film. Uh, I thought that was brilliant. Uh, shame I haven't seen. Uh, and that again had Fassbender in, a, in a, the lead role in it for both films. Um, and um, he's the one missing this time around. I wonder why there's no Fassbender... Um, and that got a lot of acclaim as well. 12 Years a Slave in 2013 won him Best Director Oscar. Um, so he was certainly well at the head of the firmament then. For me, that was his... Um, I, I don't rate that film very much. I know how much acclaim it got. I just don't rate it. I found it quite empty. Ironically, the only thing that really stood out for me... Well, the cinematography in it was beautiful and, and often quite amazing to look at. And the mood was often quite amazing. Uh, but Michael Fassbender was the only one as a horrible, very conflicted and deeply broken man as a slave owner was uh, the only one that really stood out for me in the film. The rest of it just was a bit empty for me. Um, he came back with Widows uh, last year, which doesn't have Fassbender for the first time. And it's based on a 1983 British TV show that was very prominent. Um, which was written by Linda LaPlante, who was very big on that kind of thing and crime writing. And um, that focused on four widows who, her, who has, whose husbands were you know, criminals and basically they all died and left them to pick up the pieces. This time around we've got um, uh, four widows again. The whole film starts with uh, a group of robbers uh, led by Liam Neeson. I should say at this stage, actually, with regards to what's happened with Liam Neeson, I, I completely celebrate what he did. Um, I think that the way the internet works now on headlines alone is just people have no capacity for context. I think it's kind of ironic that Steve McQueen is a black director and um, Liam Neeson's wife in this film is black, given I watched it a few days ago when this whole thing was blow blowing up. Um, about him saying that when he was uh, many years ago that he was um, intent on killing a black man over a rape, um, anyone and so on. And he was very clear about how awful that was and how he didn't realise that he had that in him and how he'd learnt from it, how, how sorry he was, how disgusted in himself he was and how he'd completely grown. But no one could get past the headline and, and I, I just don't buy it. I don't think it's affected his standing with the public. I think the I think journalists are even worse at headline reading than the public are because most of the online commentary I've seen has been very supportive and actually understood what he said. So anyway, he heads off, does a robbery. Him and his uh, three cronies all get killed in a, a massive shootout with the police, which leaves his wife, Viola Davis, who's like the, the, the kingpin of the, the next phase of their lives, She's um, devastated um, and um, she can't really deal with life 
without him, unfortunately, she kind of has to. She gets paid a visit. So it's this is a really complex premise, but uh, and it benefits from it. While all of this is going on, um, where's the name? Well, Colin Farrell is um, a politician in Chicago, up for election for the first time. His family are a dynasty in Chicago, up to their necks in all sorts of criminal stuff. Um, but he's not quite as happy as his uh, father, Robert Duval. The cast in this is insane. Uh, his father, Robert Duval, is being investigated for numerous corruption scandals and so on. Um, but they've held that seat for so many generations he's expected to. And he's up against, uh, where is he? Brian T. Henry is Jamal Manning. And Jamal Manning is facing him off and um, would become the first black. Obviously, uh, the, this particular area of Chicago is predominantly black and, and predominantly very working class, if not below that. And he'd be the first ever black representative they've had. So the race is incredibly tight. Um, and Brian has not, uh, Jamal has not given up on his criminal entities. He, uh, Daniel Kaluuya um, is his brother, is, a, is like a mob enforcer, and they're very nasty criminals. He turns up at Viola Davis's house and says, Well, guess what? When your husband died in that shootout, he just robbed us of $2 million, and guess who's paying? Uh, and they basically threaten her dog. And, um, they say, you know, well, you've got to sell this flat, you've got to sell everything you own, and you've got to give it all to us. And they are shown by that point to be extremely ruthless, and she knows that as well. So from then on, she tries to make contact with the other three widows. She um, comes across a notebook that uh, Liam Neeson had left her in a safety deposit box, which details the next crime. It's a little bit far-fetched i would say on that level um so she catches up with the aussie actress elizabeth debicki six for three um and michelle rodriguez as well and um she never gets in contact with cynthia erivo so she's got two of the widows and they're both in equally appalling situations uh, michelle rodriguez finds out that her depart mini department store her, her deadbeat husband wasn't actually paying the rent with the money. He was gambling with it, so they just come and take the shop off of her, and she's got nothing. And Elizabeth DeBecky is basically told by her mother a, a, another wonderful performance by Jackie Weezer that you really should be doing a bit of prostituting. <laughs> the way she puts it as well. Um, so she kind of does start doing that. as a high, She's like ridiculously stunning. She starts doing this high-end escort service. So they all sort of form together to do this robbery on a, on a property. Um, and that's that's one level of the movie. But at the same time, there's this battle between Colin Farrell and uh, Brian Tyree Henry in the political race in, in Chicago, where there's been a lot of um, murmurings of extreme corruption behind the scenes and exposés and, and so on. And um, there's, a, there's, a, there's minimal sort of um, a relationship between Viola Davis, Liam Neeson and um, Colin Farrell. Uh, who, uh, they'd all met and they all kind of knew each other through, through their previous lives, which kind of gives you the indication if he knew Liam Neeson, the bank robber, that well, that he probably wasn't entirely above board. Um, so that's the main premise of the movie. And it's a thriller, so I won't give away too much else that happens. 
Now it's got stunning reviews. I it's it's absolutely fascinating film. Um, because he takes all of these tropes that are so overplayed about heist robberies and everything else, and he injects it, Stephen Queen injects it with so much more. Um, he goes into great detail about the politics of Chicago, about how politicians let us down, uh, how much corruption there is in the whole process, the lies that are told. All of this beats away in the background. Um and, and it's a very socially conscious movie with regards to how local communities are treated and just the sheer... And, like, he goes to the church, the local evangelical me- mega church, because all of these things are essential. Um, I will give one bit away, but there's... the Part of the problem with the robbing of the two million off of Jamal is the fact that that was very, very important to his election campaign. So... These are all intertwined events, and um, they are all connected by the end. Um, there's so much that I loved about this film. The, the, one of the main things is Viola Davis was one of the only people up at the BAFTAs um, for Best Actress. She's great in this. She's um, she's another of these actresses that can get sucked. It would be easy to cast her. Almost people like Forrest Whitaker, it's easy just to shove them in a role. So it's great to see her in a role with so much meat on it, and this has got a lot of meat on it. Um, Elizabeth De Becky, she is really, really good, an up-and-coming Australian actress. How she's going to get on being six foot three, I don't know. It doesn't matter here, um, but yeah, she, she's very, very good in her role. It's also really nice to see Michelle Rodriguez given a bit more to do than the Fast and the Furious. I've always been a bit of a fan of her in lots of ways. Um, so it's nice to see everyone get meaty roles. But one thing that's really noticeable about this, it's a bit part player film. It's um, Everyone is in the film equally. There's not really stars in it. There's, I mean, Colin Farrell has had a lot of screen time. He would be a supporting actor, but he gets a lot of screen time in a very juicy role. Best acting I've seen from him in a long, long time. He is a really good actor. He's just been in too many duff films. Liam Neeson's a little bit underused. He could have been used a little bit more. Um, who else stands out in it? Uh, Robert DeVal's excellent across from Colin Farrell as this um, very mean ex-council man. Um, who else have we got? John uh, Bernthal is uh, a really good actor that is coming through now. If you remember the movie Sicario, he was the cop that ended up being strangled by Emily Blunt. Um, and he's been in a couple of films. I think he does a TV show, The Punisher. Um, so there's an awful lot to recommend about this music, the uh, movie. The music's very good in it as well. Um, it's edited and, and shot very well. Um, and for the most part, it's pretty riveting. And, and the um, it's not always obvious what happens, um, the way that things pan out, even if it's slightly incredulous. I found the robbery side of it a little bit more incredulous then I found the um, the whole political shenanigans, which seemed completely believable and accurate. Um, the three girls with no previous experience becoming heist people. But on the flip side of that, they do make out that these are very capable women and they do plan everything to such a ridiculous extent that you kind of give them some leeway here. There are a couple of moments where you go, that's a little bit too far-fetched, but... Overall, it's a, it's a great job. The only thing stopping it from being a classic, in my eyes, um, it, I, I appreciate all of the different elements in this film being together. 
but it doesn't really gel into knowing what it wants to be. And the other thing is the last third of it drifts a little bit and um, the ending's sort of a little bit damper than the opening half hour. It sort of, sort of peters out into nothing. Along the way, happily, there are some big jarring moments that give it a lift and a boost whenever it needs, but um, the last third was a little bit drifty for me. So a near classic for Widows and still one of the most fascinating heist films, certainly a much more interesting bank robbery crime caper than um, just about any I've seen in, in recent times. And I thought it was another great film from Steve McQueen who's showing across four films. Every one of those films has been so different in mood, in intent, in subject matter. He's certainly one of the best out there at the moment. So I'm going to give uh, Widows a 8.5 out of 10. Now, did I review Vice? I did review Vice. Yep. So anyway, we, I was just trying to remember, did I actually review that film last week? I did. Um, so I'm going to give Widows 8.5 out of 10. Well worth a watch, even if it's just shy of quite knowing what it wants to be. Uh, Ian Brown is one of two feature acts on the show, and his best track from his third album, Music of the Spheres, around 2000. And we've won-